Welcome to She Does Music. This is Sarah. Last week's episode, episode 17 with Pamela Ribbon, was soundtracked by Greta Morgan, who plays under the name Springtime Carnivore. The sound she produces is warm and nostalgic, but somehow new. And maybe it's her witty embrace of femininity, that pink and technicolor pageant queen look, but her music just makes me want to invite my friends over for a sleepover so we can dance around the bedroom and talk about our crushes. Greta's been busy working on her second album, but Elaine and I caught her right before going on tour with Jenny Lewis. I'm doing this interview on a hammock right now. <laughs> Something about talking about myself lying vertical makes me feel like this is therapy, so it might get weird. We like weird. I've always been really drawn to the melodic kind of intensity of songs from the 60s and 70s. Like, I just think melody was oftentimes more sophisticated in the pop songs than kind of like what's on the radio right now. But then I also really love kind of the modern technology that's available. And so I think I'm constantly trying to blend these things where I'm like, you know, what would it sound like if Depeche Mode did a song by Martha and the Vandellas? Or what would it sound like if Air recorded a Fleetwood Mac song? That's sort of where my headspace is, is trying to find this combination of new and old. Greta has always been interested in people who are outside artists, home recording musicians like Arthur Russell or the microphones. That sensibility really appeals to me because I don't really care about technical stuff. I don't want to read books about recording or mixing. I'm very much like kind of in an intuitive guess and check experimenter. This is what she did with her first album, which is self-titled Springtime Carnivore. She just started recording it herself, at home, and fell in love with the songwriting being a part of that song recording process. Greta was born and raised in Chicago. There's a very kind of realistic, hardworking attitude that most of my Chicago friends and I have. I just really identify with that, you know? I love working, like I just love working and I sort of have the attitude that like any job you do with dignity is a dignified job. When she was just a teenager, Greta started an indie rock band, The Hush Sound, with guitarist Bob Morris. After several successful tours with that project, she formed a band called Gold Motel. Then she moved out to LA and began working on Springtime Carnivore. But she kept her identity hidden, releasing tracks anonymously. When you're an artist, you're evolving constantly. Human beings, we're all evolving constantly. Our identities are totally fluid and we change all the time, but people can hold you in a very fixed position if, say for example, they fell in love with the record you wrote when you were 18. I didn't want to have to feel like I owed fans of my past music this fixed identity of myself. And I just wanted to start fresh. It's like a message in the bottle to the internet. I'm just going to send it out and see what comes back. What came back was a lot of interest in the music, from music lovers scavenging for new stuff on the internet, but also from a label in Europe, who Greta ended up working with to put out a 7-inch. Soon enough, we had a formal release ready, and it was only then that the publicity person at the label announced my name. There was this part of me that was like, no, I want to be invisible forever. But now it's kind of cool. I mean, I get to be me. It's sort of like I got the best of both worlds. I get to have this like totally fresh start that happened in a really pure, beautiful way. 
But at the same time, it is. It's just like part of my identity now. Identity is a huge theme in Greta's work as Springtime Carnivore. She plays around with these roles or these characters, going all out but keeping a good sense of humor. And she pulls from whatever piques her interest. I've always thought that beauty pageants are one of the funniest, strangest human behaviors. It's also a funny family thing because my mom was Miss Teenage Illinois. And I always loved looking through her photo albums from that period of time. Like when I was a little kid, I always thought it was so cool. I would put on her tiara and stuff. Pablo Picasso has this quote that I'm about to butcher, but it's something along the lines of, give a man a mask and he'll tell you the truth. And I think that there's an element where sometimes you need to kind of play a character or be in disguise or like act a little bit or have some level of insulation between you and the world in order to be the most truthful. It's a weird counterintuitive thing. But I do think that like having the name Springtime Carnivore and kind of having the way that I dress on stage, like having that be a clear image actually allows me the ability to be more truthful. A lot has happened in Greta's personal life since the release of her first album. Stuff that isn't easy to deal with, but stuff that's materialized into songs for her next album, which she's recording in the fall and will be released early next year. This record easily will be the best thing I've ever made by a million miles. I've never so confidently felt that, but it really feels like I spent the last 10 years preparing to make this record, which is just a, such a great feeling. I just feel like music keeps saving my life, just over and over, or like art or communication or connection in general, like that's just what that's what keeps humans going. You know, we want to feel connected to each other. And I think the way we feel most connected is when people will allow themselves to be totally honest and totally true. Oh man, there's so much bullshit to weed through when you're trying to find a true connection with a person, you know? There are a million defenses and a million fears and a million distractions and a million reasons not to have an honest conversation. But I think that sometimes it takes personal crisis for these sort of things to be able to like rise to this surface and to to be able to like allow yourself to feel that way every day that we're living our lives we are either moving closer to kind of becoming the person we were meant to be or becoming the person that we are possible of being or becoming sort of like a numbed zombified dumbed down mediocre version of what is possible and in my life, music has sort of been the thing that keeps drawing me into the possible side. Music, I think, reminds people of who they are or of what they want or some sense of their self that they might lose otherwise. That's to me what a really great record will do is like a really great record will stop me in my tracks and make me feel totally alive. And that's, that's amazing. Springtime Carnivore has definitely stopped us in our tracks, especially Name on a Matchbook from her first album. Elena and I danced around a lot to this song. We hope you do too.
visit our website, shedoespodcast.com slash music to find out how you can get a hold of the first Springtime Carnivore album and when the next one is coming out. This episode was produced by myself, Sarah Ginsberg, and by Elaine Sheldon. Join us next Wednesday for our 18th episode with Kalyani Mom. She's a documentary filmmaker, and you'll probably want her in your ears all the time after hearing what she has to say next week. If you like She Does, well, thanks. We like you too. The feeling is mutual. And we'd love to have these stories reach more people. So tell a friend. Share your favorite episode. There's plenty to go around. And thank you for listening to She Does. Music. Music.